Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. I'm coming on an hour early. I've been battling. I don't know what this is. I've been battling, y'all. Um, kind of has cold symptoms and it comes and goes. But y'all continue to pray, not just for me, but for each other. So much is happening. So much out there as far as COVID taking on a whole new whatever is taking on. So, matter of fact, let's pray for each other right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you and praise you. But even though I may not be feeling the best, I thank you for life. I thank you for health. I thank you for the strength that I do have, that all five senses are working. I thank you because this is the day that the Lord has made. God, you've made this day for me. And my choice is to rejoice and be glad in it. God, you are an amazing father. You prove your love by providing and protecting us through dangers seen and unseen, God, we just give you the glory. I thank you for this fellowship, this time of refreshing for our ladies that come together to talk about our book selection and to just talk about life and how we are digesting this book and relating it to even a spiritual place in our lives where we're growing our confidence and gaining community. I thank you for the Girl Chat community. I thank you for each and every sister. You know what we stand in the need of, God. I thank you because you can handle all of our needs, the ones that we share and the ones that we just think about. Thank you for hearing our prayer, inclining your ear to us and granting us peace in Jesus name. Amen. Let me know y'all in here. Let me know y'all in here. I will just be very trans. It's dark in here. So sorry, y'all. I'll be very transparent. I have not kept up with the reading the way I want to, to. I wanted to always be a step ahead. But the last couple of weeks, I've just been so sick off and on, but it's okay. I am giving myself grace. You give yourself grace. Hope you were able to at least get an online service in if you weren't able to go in person. But I don't know. I don't want to speak nothing other than life. But it's just like my strength has just been fading. But I just believe God that he gives us strength and the joy of the Lord shall be our strength. So y'all come on in here. Even if you haven't read the book, you may not even have a girl mogul book. From Dollar Tree Tabernacle. But just come in because the way the conversations go, you ain't got to have read nothing. We end up talking about it and walking through it anyway. Then you can always go back and read on your own in your leisure. I was trying to, to double up and do two chapters per week. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I didn't want to intimidate anybody. This is at our own pace. Because you have the whole week to catch up how you want. But when we come together, this is just to bring up some highlights and illuminate the topic of the chapter, illuminate some special aha moments that we could have had. And mine might be different from yours. So I want to finish off chapter four because I really just now wrapped up number four, being honest, y'all. And I'm going to go right to page 77. 76 slash 77, learning to pivot through rejection. Chapter four is called failing forward. And if you are anything like me, the word failure is uncomfortable to you. It makes it feel like you did something so wrong or egregious or, you know, the wrong direction and you hit a wall. But we don't realize that even if we do fail in some things, um, we can come back. God can lift us up, redirect us, and grant us an opportunity to just get back on our course. Let me let my baby know that I'm online so she can come on and come on in here. She's calling me. So bear with me. So I want to wrap up chapter four, then we're going to dive into five because five is good. What about your friends? Chapter five is talking about finding your people. And in this particular juncture of my life, it's big to find the right friends to connect to um, in this season. So wrapping up chapter four, I wrote down, see the nose as not right now. In the orange box, it says the people who can keep going despite rejection understand something essential. There is no such thing as a no, just a not right now. Woo! Don't let no be the final answer. Try again in a few months and you may get a different answer. Or 
making sure my child didn't have an emergency. Or start pursuing something else. And you may see the opportunity you were hoping for approach you this time around. I'll read it again. Or start pursuing something else. And you may see the opportunity you were hoping for approach you this time versus you approaching it the next time around, it may approach you. Some doors aren't prepared for us to go through right now. And the no just means God saw fit to keep you from going into that door. It's not ready. There's some stuff going on that he doesn't want us to get into. It's just like when I used to apply for jobs at my at my employer and you would get those thanks but no thanks letters. And I would sometimes feel so defeated, y'all. But down the line, I would hear, girl, you would be glad you didn't come in that department. To God be the glory. Because not everything is for us right now in this season. But if you keep going, you keep moving. And this is not a spiritual book per se. But if you see through your spiritual eyes that you should be asking God for guidance, Lord, even though I was given a no First of all, help me to not internalize that negatively, but help me to keep on course, keep it moving so that I'm getting closer to your yes. I want God's yes. It's not so much about man's yes. I want the yes that God gives me through a pe- through people. God can anoint people and places and things to where it is a yes from him, but it's manifested through his servants. So I just want, I don't want to do anything that God doesn't have his hands on. I think I spent way too much time chasing what I thought uh, was my dream, but God has really given me an opportunity to, to do some reflection and some healing so I can focus on what does he want for me. So going back into page seven, seven in the orange box, in fact, I don't even remember the no's I received because I always focus on the yeses. When you get a no, try to see why that door may have closed. There might be a much more obvious opportunity right around the corner. And if you pursue that opportunity and get a yes, then you will forget all about the no's. Believe me, the author is saying, don't get so hung up when you hit a, a space of no a time of not yet or a time of redirection. Just keep moving and you would never know how God can use things and people. If you had gotten that job, you wouldn't have known that an even better job would have opened up in the next week or two or a month or two. So we have to look at it as God's plan, his divine order. He doesn't make any mistakes. So learning to pivot through rejection The author talks about the time where she was asked to be on the show, um, a reality show called Girl Starter. She was used to being behind the scenes, but now it turned, come on here, transition, to where she was in front of the camera. Many of us have gone through seasons with an S where we have been the supporting role. We have been the intercessor, we've been the armor bearer, we've been the, the helper outer. But in this particular season, we're going in now. God is causing doors to open where we're going to be in the forefront, and we can't be uncomfortable in that, or we can, but we should still do it scared, as KL Shonda says. So Tiffany was saying, you know, I'm used to being in the background, you know, making things work, but here I am in front of the camera on an unscripted show, having to improvise. And this is not my comfort zone. But guess what? When you want to be a girl mogul, you want to make a difference and impact in life. You're not going to always have the the luxury of comfort. It's not going to always be comfortable, but it's going to be necessary. So Tiffany talks about how she, she pulled it together. She showed up in her signature look, her black dress her red lip, her black earliner, and probably her pearls. As she mentioned earlier in the book, she came ready. She came locked and loaded to do what needed to be done. And next thing you know, she nailed it. And they invited her to come back 
another season when you are able to overcome fear. I'm talking to myself and somebody else this evening. When you set aside your own inhibitions and your own low self-esteem and your own, you know, God, I don't have the look. I don't have the money. I don't have the whatever. But if God opens the door, he is going to be the one that equips you to arrive however you need to be there. Whatever he sends you to do, just do it. I'm I'm learning this every single day, y'all. Don't him and haw too long. God, if you say go, I'm going. I may not have uh, what I want to have. I may not roll up how I want to roll up. But God, I am coming in here how you said to come in. If I'm with you and you got me, that's all that matters. Page 78, overcoming fear. And then we're going to get in chapter five. I just had to come back here because it, it blessed me. Overcoming fear. I get it. It is hard to feel 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 fearful, excuse me, and move forward anyway. But I really believe in not having regrets. Ooh, because if you don't act on it, if you don't move in it when it's when it's on you, you will live regretting what if I did it and it worked. For example, I know people who have written music, produced music, and maybe they didn't take it all the way. And then you hear something that sounds like what you wrote. And you like, here come Fred Hammond writing stuff that I was writing stuff like this 10, 15 years ago. Or doing plays or, or writing books. Some of us have been ahead of our time for years. But we allow fear or lack of resources or confidence or whatever to stop us. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. But I don't want to have a regret. I interviewed Natasha Beautiful Thought on my show yesterday, and she reminded me in her own way of my love for poetry. I stopped it because I didn't know how to memorize my poems. They were too long. I didn't want to be intimidated by those who knew their pieces by heart. And I didn't want to go in front of all these seasoned spoken word artists with my little old poetry, but that was a, a, a fear walk. So now I'm back on a faith walk. Page 78, when you allow fear to hold you back, you have episodes in your life that you look back on and wonder, what would have happened if I had possessed the courage to accept that challenge? So here are a few concrete tips Tiffany gives us for overcoming fear. Y'all better listen here. Ask yourself, how might I regret letting fear win down the road? Usually, just thinking about that gives me the boost to raise my hand, walk in the door, or force the words out of my throat. I just don't want to be someone who regrets things. Regret hurts. Whether it's a relationship, whether you didn't tell the person how you thought about them, whether it was a job you didn't go for because you didn't think you qualified for it, regret can haunt you. Regret brings guilt. Regret brings, like, I don't even know why I didn't do that. It makes you feel defeat. That, that's it. Regret brings defeat. So even if you try it and it doesn't work, at least you can say, I tried it. Let's keep going. Page 78 in the orange box. Think of someone who inspires you. It could be your parents. That's who she thought of during the piano competition in the earlier chapter. Or it can be an icon like Audrey Hepburn, Eleanor Roosevelt. Or it could be a modern day leader like Sheryl Sandberg. I don't know Sheryl. But think of their grace, their courage, and their willingness to do unconventional things. Who do you know in your life? that has stepped outside the box and decided to do some crazy, unconventional stuff, not worrying about what people may say. Those are the people you want to take inspiration from. Those people, okay? For Tiffany, she says, when I first saw Sheryl Sandberg speak, she was so warm, kind, open-hearted, that I still think of her when I need to be inspired to be true to myself, when I'm feeling pressure to conform to someone else's expectation, put a bookmark there. Pressure to conform to someone else's expectations. Woo! What came to my mind was the decades I spent in corporate America so fearful 
that I wasn't pleasing my boss. Not, it wasn't even about the work per se anymore. It was about pleasing her. I wanted her to be pleased with me, but her expectations were unreasonable. If you make one mistake with this chick, one, she had a problem with you. She would write a two, three paragraph nasty email about how you disappointed her and embarrassed her and made this go wrong and made that go wrong and haven't even had a conversation with you. She would do that based on what somebody else said to her, not even talking to her own direct reports first. I gave that woman so much power that it caused me to disconnect from what I know God gave me. I know that God made me an awesome leader. I know that God made me the head and not the tail, but I allowed somebody else's expectations to make me feel less than. Oh, Jesus. I gave her the power that only God should have. And God would never demean me or belittle me. He loves me. So this is teaching me in overcoming fear. You overcome the fear of disappointing people. Now, of course, you're not going to be for everybody. Somebody's going to always be disappointed in you, don't like you, whatever. But as if you're doing what you do as God told you to do it as unto God, the rest is on them. I am not responsible for making everybody happy. I am not responsible for making everybody comfortable in my presence. I am who I am. And we're not for everyone. I'm learning that, y'all. I'm almost 50. Let's keep going on page 79, Orange Box. So when I'm speaking in public and I feel a case of nerves swoop over me, I think of my dad, who is a powerful orator, and try and channel a bit of his confidence, having these touchstones, I like that, in times of trial can help you keep going and push past the fear. I, my first major public speaking moment in high school, once we got from 11th grade to senior year, they gave us more presentations, more essays, more things to stand in front of the class and, and, and discuss. And my desire was, yeah, I can do that. But when I got up there with that 20-page essay and I'm talking about the highlights, I began sweating like the late, great Whitney Houston. I My throat got dry. My voice started clamming up. I was a puddle of sweat. I was so embarrassed. I didn't feel a breeze come through that window. All eyes were on me and I could not handle it. But fast forward, what? 30 years later, I do still get nervous when I speak in public, I'll be honest, um, but I've learned to channel those nerves and butterflies into, girl, you better nail it. Give it your all, LHG. I get the I get the bubbles in my belly when I go in front of people or even virtually or in person because, yes, all eyes are on me, all ears are on me. They're hanging on to every word. That's pressure. But once I pray and I ask God to calm those nerves and to take over, he does. He does. So it's much easier now for me to stand before people. But trust me, back in the 90s in high school, it was a struggle. And we had to take speech class, which meant, guess what? You're going to write a speech and you're going to read the speech. Tough, tough, tough. It got easier in college doing interpersonal and um, was interpersonal communication and another kind, external, I don't know. But I was more comfortable going into my first year of college and then second year of college and then doing more in church. And church helped me growing up. And church was my safety net. When I came out of church and started doing speaking in school and at other events, I was very nervous. It wasn't church. It wasn't praise the Lord, everybody. Give the Lord a hand. That was my safe zone. This was different. So I say that to say, when you overcome fear and you channel that fear into, you got this. And she even mentions, come up with a statement, a mantra 
that you say when you're scared. Whether it's, I got this, mine, I wrote is, God is with you. God is with you. He has you. You can get through this. So when you feel that fear rising up, either you speak that out loud or you think it. So last paragraph on 79 says, it could be something as simple as I can do this or a quote from a writer that you love, like this one from Dale Carnegie. Fear doesn't exist anywhere except in the mind. Isn't that powerful but practical? You can't touch fear. You can't see fear all the time. It's a mental construct. It's something going on in your mind that you feel you're facing something bigger than you that you can't hurdle over. Woo! And that's what brings on anxiety. I truly believe in the power of positive thinking. We can add the power of prayer to that and true confession. Having a phrase that you return to, that you believe deep in your bones, that you say either in your head or out loud when you're feeling fearful can help you move forward in a powerful way. For me, in my presentations, in my earlier years of leadership and my, you know, in corporate America, presenting would be an out-of-body experience. I wasn't present. Ironically, it's called presenting, but I wasn't present. I was so scared that I would find myself like a spectator across the room watching me just, just sweat and go crazy. But over time, I learned to be present in the presentation, engage with the audience, use eye contact, pick people randomly and speak to them and get positive responses. And if you don't get a good response, go to the next person, make eye contact with them until you are able to feel your help coming on. Come on here. Presentation in business is huge. If you are going to be a girl mogul, and you're going to have employees, you're going to have to have staff meetings. You're going to have to do manager meetings and performance reviews and interviews or media moments, photo shoots, whatever. And although many of us may have a shyness about us to make this a successful business, we've got to overcome the fear and walk on, on in the faith realm and say, God, you have me. You brought me to this place. You're going to, to lead me. So I say, God is with me. I got this. You can do it, LHG. And it's great to have supportive people. Rolling on into um, chapter five, it talks about who is, who's your person? Who are your people? And before I get to that, the, the tail end of chapter four is talking about asking for feedback. Oh, sometimes asking for feedback can be a, a slippery slope, but it says, don't be afraid, page 80, don't be afraid to get feedback, whether positive or negative. Feedback on your essay, your idea, your performance leads you to address weaknesses you didn't know were there and get even better. There is no such thing as perfect. Stop. We hold ourselves to such a standard that we're seeking perfection. You'll never make it in this life. We'll never, never, ever reach perfection in this life. I don't care how you, you strive. There is no such thing as perfect. Everything can improve. Everyone can improve, I'll add. Ask for feedback everywhere and anywhere you can. Are you willing to open yourself up, ladies? As you are maneuvering through friendships, business acquaintances, meetings, are you willing to ask people for feedback? Here's a few questions Tiffany says you should ask. How could I connect with you better? Huge. Is there anything you would change about what I just shared? Huge. Do you have any tips on how I may present even better the next time? Are you ready for those tips? Are you willing to receive those tips without the spirit of offense? That's a key point. Do you want to hone your craft? Do you realize you're not perfect? Do you realize that we all can stand to improve, even if it's just a little bit? You can already be soaring, getting all kind of accolades, but we never reach the level of perfection in this life. All right. 
So now let's get over to chapter five because I'm gonna enjoy this. And I have not finished it. I will admit. Let me get my my theraflu, honey. I'm I've been fighting this thing, y'all. I've been fighting it. And those of you who are watching the replay, when you get to this, uh, go ahead and comment. I respond. I respond. And that's why I did it this way so we can go back to it when we can and have our comments and share. So chapter five is finding your people. And she slapped us with this statement coming out the gate. No matter how smart you are, how confident you feel, how dedicated you are to your goal, you will never get where you want to go on your own. No matter how independent you think you are, I don't need nobody. My degrees got me here. My skill got me here. I'm all that in a bag of Doritos. Baby, Tiffany came out the gate saying, listen, you can be as confident as you want to be, but we weren't, we weren't even designed to get there on our own. We were designed to desire community. She go on, so she goes on to say that her company, Mogul, is a community. It's a support and mentor group. I believe truly that when you find your people, the ones who encourage you to be the best version of yourself, the ones who encourage you to go after your dreams, the ones who are willing to drop everything and support you when you need it. We call it ride or die. But these are people who no matter what I've done, and I can call their names, no matter what I've done, whether it was starting my um, Facebook support groups, Shades of Chocolate, My Forever Love, the Singles Group, Girl Chat, you know, my, my podcast, whatever it was, there are some ride or die people that have been there. If I was doing an event, they were at the event. Doing something virtual, they were there. Those are the people you focus on. They're rocking with you. And I'm that kind of friend. It's, it's some people who I can tell you, I've only missed a handful of their events. And it was only because of the financial aspect, not because of a lack of interest. Trust me, when I stopped working, I had to, to step back from doing a lot because the finances just weren't there. And if they were there, they had to be allocated towards, you know, my household. So I had to do a hard stop and I wasn't able to sign up for everything. And I still feel crazy about it. And But God is, is changing my situation. Thank you, Jesus. But trust me, I have some people in my, in my village, in my circle, who when they do an event, I'm there uh, as best as I can be. There's a couple of them when they do it. Why? Because I believe in the God in them. And I believe in who God made them to be. I believe in what they stand for. And I love how they carry themselves. They are inspirations to me. Get you some people that you, and then, oh, then she dropped this one on us. I've learned throughout the years that the best way to make friends is out of admiration, not desperation. Ooh, are y'all hearing me? The best way to make friends is out of admiration, not desperation. That thing smacked me because if you are desperate for friends, you will take on friendships that probably weren't even meant for you. They may not be godly. You may not be equally yoked. But when you ask God to send friends to you or to send you to people and you are inspired by them, not desperate for them. It's a whole different dynamic, y'all. This book, if you're just joining me, it's called Girl Mogul. It comes from the Dollar Tree. It is our book club selection and it has been blessing my socks off. Who you surround yourself with impacts your mood, self-esteem, and what you believe is possible in the world. Did y'all know that? Who you surround yourself with. I'm reading again. Who you surround yourself with impacts your mood, self-esteem, and what you believe is possible in the world. Are you hanging around some Debbie Downers? And no matter what idea you have, it's a girl, you can't do that. Why would you want to do that? No matter what you say you want to even get into, it's always, girl, you can't do that. 
you don't want to be around those kind of people. You want people to say, okay, I want you to flush that out and let's do a whiteboard session, sis. And let's look at the pros and cons. I'm going to support you either way, sis. What is God telling you to do? Whether it's a nonprofit, a new job, a ministry, an album, whatever it is God is telling me. As my friends, what is God telling you to do? I'm praying for you and tell me where to be there. Where's the address? What do I bring? You bring some chips, some candy, some, some soda pop? What? That's how I am. When my girls are out here doing it scared, as K.L. Shonda says again, because sometimes even doing what God says to do is scary, but you're still moving. You, you're moving in faith. So when my sisters are out here doing big and stepping into the, the realm of what God has told them to do, I'm right here. I'm right here. But you have some friends who will take your idea, so-called friends, run with your idea, go gossip about your idea. Girl, she up here trying to start something again. Girl, she thinks she's going to sell this jewelry. That jury looked cheap. Girl, she lost her mind. That's not a real friend, sis. It's not. So the author is saying, find your people. Find your people. Who inspires you? Who is it within your span of influence or your circle, be it on social media, at church, at work, whatever? Who are the people that are doing stuff in integrity and godliness and righteousness that you can look at and say i like her i like him he stands up for the gospel of jesus christ he don't play he is not out here talking trash about people he knows he or she knows the word you gotta watch who you attach yourself to we gotta watch who we attach ourselves to in this season and this book is helping us to see not everybody needs to be your friend you can be cordial you can have acquaintances but when you say friend or a sister or a brother that's an intimate relationship you have access to me as a friend or a sister that a business partner or acquaintance may never have and we cannot allow everyone into that personal space and divulge everything to everyone. You got to be wise. So the author is saying, be careful who you attach yourself to. Find people who you are inspired by. Find true supporters. Page 88. Find a true supporter who you choose to have by your side as a romantic partner is just as essential to your success as having supportive girlfriends. Ooh, we. Hi, sis. Hello, minister. Elena, my cover girl is in here. I'm going to read that again. Who you choose to have by your side romantically is just as essential as your success in having supportive girlfriends. Can you think about people who you've been friends with? Sometimes you've had a, a long friendship and you do one little thing wrong, one little thing off, and they want to drop you. Or maybe you felt that way about somebody else. In this time, I believe good friends are not always plentiful. Before you part ways, Go to God and see if there needs to be a conversation before you just sever the ties. I had to back off from someone that I befriended that became really a godmother to me uh, over the last 20 years and have been praying with me through some tough, 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 tough times, been by my side. Um, but then when I got married, this person changed up on me. Well, since she got married, she don't need me. Since she got married, I'm not number one no more. Maybe you were never number one. I should be number one. God then me. So why would you go around talking about me that I've changed since I got married? Yeah, I have changed. I got a whole husband now. I got a whole family now. So yes, my life looks different. I'm still coming to see about you. Watch out for people who are always in people's ear about you and always in your ear about other people. Watch them, gossipers. Watch it. Because just as if 
they come into you with information about other people, they go into them about you. Find true supporters, people who you can confide in and don't have to worry about that stuff coming back two or three weeks later. Oh, I heard you was having some, some money problems. Oh, I heard you was getting a divorce. Oh, I heard you broke up with so-and-so. Watch it. You cannot tell everybody everything. You better ask God, Lord, who is the snake in my camp? Find true supporters. Let's go to page 90, and I'm going to wrap up in about 20 minutes. It's a girl squad check-in. It says, who are some of your closest friends? Come on, Minister Lena. She says, show enough. <laughs> who are some of your closest friends, it says? What are a few attributes that you admire about your closest friends? If you can't think of anything you admire about them, Take a moment to think about how they encourage you or bring out the best in you. So here's the deal. In friendships, either A, you were brought to them to help them, mentor them, love on them, or B, you are brought to them uh, for them to do that to you. It should be a give and a take. If you can't think of nothing that that person has done for you or encourages you in or how you are able to do that for them, take inventory. Why are you here? If I'm not pulling you and you ain't pushing me, what is this? Are we are we just faking it? I am almost 50 and my friendships are few. I know a lot of people. I'm acquainted with a lot of people, but my friendship, my close inner, inner circle girlfriends is little. It's little. Because I have been burned by women who claim, oh, hey, sister, hey, sis. And they, they always claim to be, oh, I'm here for you. But then when you need them to be there for you, they're not. Or they approach you with a very um, ungodly kind of a spirit. I had one so-called sister who was literally going behind my back to many people saying some horrible things about me, but coming in my face telling me how much she thanked God for me. Don't fake it. If you don't like me, then don't talk to me. Fantasia said, don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. That's how I feel. If you don't want to be around me, don't talk to me. I can say praise the Lord, God bless you from across the street and keep on moving. I have no energy or time to cultivate a friendship that's not reciprocated. And I'm open now to God allowing me to cross paths with new people. Many of us have gotten so accustomed to the same friends. Come on, Minister Lena, I'm telling you, I'm helping myself today. Many of us have gotten caught up with the same hood friends. We grew up on the same block um, 45 years ago. That's cute. But what role do they play in your life today? Can you call them and say, girl, I don't even feel like praying. And they go to God for you. Can you go to them and say, girl, I ain't even got peanut butter and jelly. And they get you a fish sandwich. Because nowadays, God will show you and reveal. He'll, he'll cause certain things to happen to get you to see who was real and who was not in your camp. I know it hurts, but you better give them glory. When that person caught herself saying some stuff about me at my wedding, listen to me what I'm saying. This person was a snake at my wedding. I'm gonna call it out today. No names. At my, at my wedding, you sitting in my wedding talking bad about me. But you supposed to be a woman of God? Are you serious? What God do you serve? Who Make it make sense. If you had any kind of art with me, you would have come to me one-on-one, -on -one, woman to woman, so-called minister Elena, I'm telling you the truth today. These women out here who claim to be sisters, when you have the opportunity to come to me about whatever you're feeling about me, you didn't. You chose to talk egregiously against me at my wedding. One of the most beautiful moments of my life. 
and you chose to make it a negative time. And then you continue and continue to, to sow seeds of discord about me in the ears of those who cared for me. Or maybe didn't, but the real ones are still there. Listen to me. Don't you know when someone is really in your corner, they are not going to be moved by no gossip. If they got a question, they'll come to you. Don't ask my neighbor. Come to me. Don't be afraid. Listen, Minister Alina, I am so serious about my circle too. I don't play when it comes to those who I love and I care for. I love everybody with love of the Lord, but the ones who God has given me, where they have seen me at my best, my worst, my slip was hanging, my tracks was showing, my breath was thinking, those kind of friends who said, come here, come here, come here, girl. Come here, girl. Your right guard didn't turn left. Those secret and turn turned on you. Come on over here. I'm talking about those kind of sisters who, who don't take advantage, but they take it as an honor to even be in that circle, when someone comes to me and says, you know, I like how you carry yourself. I want to get to know you, woman of God. Um, let's connect. Let's have coffee. I'm there. And I don't care if somebody call me, girl, watch them. They, they say that. Let me find out for myself. Because they may not have been good for you as a friend. They can be great for me as a friend. Don't let people's, people's experiences infiltrate yours until you have an experience you can't just go off it's like a movie critic somebody can say oh that was the worst movie ever don't you ever go see this movie i can go see it and be in love with it and go back the second time we are all different so stop letting people get into your head with gossip and he say she say what does god say I believe God will show you people's real intention. And when I tell you, he used my wedding to show me a snake. He used my wedding to show me a sabotager in the camp. I have done nothing and since then have done nothing to harm this woman. Never spoke an ill word about her. I prayed for her when she called me. I was there for her when she needed me, me and her family. I mean, I was there for her and her family, but she had something against me. I still don't know what it was and I don't care what it is. I just know I asked God to reveal to me the real ones and the fake ones. And he showed me at that particular juncture who was in this thing for real or who was in this thing for information. Woo! Girl squad, check in. So if you find yourself in need of some new additions to your girl squad, here are some tips for making new friends. You got to show yourself friendly if you want to have some friends out there. Ooh, Minister Lena says she knows about that. It's a hurtful thing, Minister Lena. It's a hurtful thing to think that someone loves you and is your friend and to have it come back to you that they've been saying some horrible things, even about my physical appearance, even about my arms. I wore my arms out at my wedding. And this person has something to say about that too. Why? This is my special day. Yes, I'm fat. We all know I'm fat. I got floppy arms, honey, but I felt like a princess that day. That's all that matters. So the author says, if you are looking to meet new friends, look for people who possess the qualities you desire to develop in yourself. So if I'm looking for, I'll tell you this about me. I want to increase on my organizational skills. I want to be better at overcoming fear. So the kind of friends I should be looking for are those who are organized and walk in faith. Let me keep reading. Then take note of the activities these girls are, or women are involved in. Try to join something that they are a part of to get to know them in a natural setting, whether it's decorating a float for a homecoming parade, volunteering, fundraising, or this book was written, by the way, for a teenage girl, but it's so practical that I just love it. It does hurt, Minister Lena, but God 
God loves us enough that even if it has to hurt us temporarily, it'll make us better. We don't need any snakes in our camp trying to nip at the things that God is doing for us. There are people out here who claim to be Christians that are being used of the devil, that are literally being used and controlled by a demonic force. They do exist. You can call them witches, warlocks, whatever you want to call them. But they're out here and they're watching us and they come in sheep's clothing. They're wolves in sheep's. They can hikabomashaya and hatata just like we can. And they're going back to the camp telling some secrets and telling some lies. Ooh-wee. So use social media. I met Minister Elena through my sister Erica at the CoverGirl 7-Up luncheon. So social media can bring you in contact with really good girlfriends. Now you look at their pages, see what they're all about, see if they're integrous, see if they love God, see what they're promoting and pushing. And you can say, I want to befriend her. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to invite her to something. I'm going to see if we can connect. You need to pay attention to people. That's the beauty about social media is that you get a glimpse of what people believe in on their social media page, whether it's their Christian walk, whether it's their business life, whether it's their, their, you know, they may be married, whatever. So whatever you think you want to improve on, maybe find friends that line up with the things you want to improve on and then they will be your inspiration and not your competition. Come on here. I am not any sister's competition. What I'm here to do is to be her inspiration and her be mine. We can sell the same jewelry, okay? But I do it differently than she does. I'm there to say, go on, girl. Do your thing as God give it to you. I am here to support my sister, not take from her, not lie on her, not back by her. I don't play that. I thank God for the real sisters and brothers that he has given to me. We all deserve community. We were designed to be, I love that minister, Alina, to encourage and empower. And that's what happened at the CoverGirl 7-Up event. We had speakers that were there to speak life into us, to give us instructions on different words on how to encourage and empower. It was amazing. I can't wait till the next one. We had good natural food and good spiritual food. So when y'all have events coming up, Minister Elena, I want to be tagged in the next one. I want to be able to support my sisters. We should be all in this thing together. God has given to each of us an element of greatness. What he gave Minister Elena, he may not have given me that. He gave me something else. But it's all to be used to glorify God and to encourage and empower each other. That's why I do my, my book club, my first girl chat book club. I want it to be about something that will encourage, empower, enlighten, and revive us as women of God. All right. So the author says also join a team. Some of the best friendships can be cultivated when you are working together toward a common goal. So think about joining a team, a choir, some kind of volunteer event. You can meet friends in the vineyard working all for his glory, sis, all for his glory. Even the pain that you've experienced in your life, sisters, even the trouble spots, even the divorce, even the the loss of loved ones, God can use those things that hurt you to help somebody else make it through. We don't have time to be jealous or envious. We are not going to give the devil the satisfaction of making us compete against each other. That's what he wants to steal, to kill and destroy. Destroy friendships, destroy community, steal our peace, have us pit against each other. That is not of God, y'all. It's not. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to wrap this up. Talking about finding your people. 
The author says, don't be afraid to depend on your family. Let me tell y'all about the first major event that I did. It was called Drop the Mic. It was supposed to be a community event that bridged the gap between young people and the elderly. So I had a couple of organizations come in, housing organizations, um, community people come in. I had a fashion show. I had a storyteller. I had food. I had vendors. I had so much going on in this event. It was probably about six, seven years ago. I didn't allow my family to help me. I wanted to do it all by myself. I wore myself out financially. It took me months to get my money back right. I wore myself out mentally and physically. My family was like, we here. What can we do? But in my mind, asking for help was weakness. What a lie from the pit of hell. Asking for help actually is strength. It's strength. You've been there, Minister Elena. I just want, I felt that I needed to prove myself. I thought I needed to show the world, my family and everybody else, that I can do it by myself. Why? Why? I don't know why. My family was right there like, okay, we're here. Give us the ball. We got it. So I had one of my family members did registration. I let them do that. One was there helping the vendors. But I wish I had brought them in, even in the planning. I had so much going on and dropped the mic. It was 15 events in one. If I had just talked to my family about, okay, y'all, let's have a meeting. Here's my idea. What do y'all think? One would have said, well, first of all, you're doing too much. How much do it cost? Do you have the money? Can you afford it? I didn't have anybody that I was leaning on for those decisions. Events cost money, money, time, resources. I wore myself all the way out, Minister Elena. I did not get the ticket sales that I wanted, but I also didn't ask my family to help me sell tickets. I was the one doing the social media uh, posts and getting the word out. Why didn't I pull my family and my friends together and say, help me? Two words, two simple words that can be the difference between making us and breaking us. Help me. Help me. You never know how God can use your friends and use your family to help with your own vision if you don't ask. Closed mouths don't get fed. Closed hands don't receive. So I I haven't done an event on that scale since because I said when I do it again, I'm going to do it better by opening it up to my friends and family to help me. Those who have collaborated with me on smaller stuff, I got social media friends that will help me. I'm going to do it as a group effort and not have to be team me. When I tell you, so when I, I, I went into this and I had a budget and the thought process was you sell tickets, you recoup your money. I wasn't trying to make a profit. I wanted to bring vendors in. I didn't even charge much. My vendors told me I didn't charge enough. When do you hear a vendor say you should be charging more? I charge maybe what? 25 bucks per table for the entire afternoon. And that was for food vendors and non-food vendors. The food vendor came in there. She spent, she sold a lot of food and made a lot of money. But she said, girl, next time, charge more. I didn't know what to do. It was my first go around. But had I asked my family, my friends, they would have said, you know, I've done an event before like this. The average is about 40, 50, Tanya, because you want to be able to, you know, get them in. You know, they got tables and chairs here. They're going to make a profit. But you want to make a little bit, too, to help with your expenses. I wasn't thinking like that. I wasn't thinking. I spent. I had music there, fashion show. DJ, storyteller, I have seven, eight different people I had to pay that I had to pay because my ticket sales was not lined up with my expenses. So I went into it just on my own, but I have learned y'all. If the Lord tells me to do another event on that scale, trust and believe I will do it so much 
differently. Now, I'm not saying it was a failure. It was a learning experience. It was still a good thing to do. We had a great time, met some great people. But going into this, when my family was asking me, what can we do? I kept saying, I got it. I got it. I got it. I didn't have it all. I didn't. And it taught me to say, family, here is what God has given me to do. I need your help. And on top of your family, the book says, create your own team. Create your own team. Get you some girlfriends who you know believe in your vision. If your vision is to uplift, empower, and encourage women or help women start businesses, for example, and I'm going to post this flyer, October the 14th, my sister, Marche Calhoun, she's a principal and administrator. She's doing a leadership brunch for entrepreneurs. I want y'all to come. I'll post it in the chat, in the page. 20 bucks per ticket. You're going to get brunch. There's networking, a few vendor tables. There's a, a credit union coming about doing accounts for your business, tax people, notaries, all in one room. I'll post it. I'm supporting my sister. This is her vision. She invited me to be a vendor. I'm going to have my paparazzi there, talk about my podcast there. So we have collaboration. I heard one of my great sisters, Teresa Callahan, said collaboration is God's currency. In this season, God is bringing forth multitudes to collaborate and make things happen. You don't have to be the only one spending money or the only one doing an event. If you got two or three good girlfriends who have the same mindset and that guy uses y'all to come together as cover girls and do a great thing. Come on, Minister Alina. I know that was a guy saying, because I want to be involved in that. I want to get with you and, and I want to work with you on cover girls and see what y'all are doing so I can help. We need to learn how to reach out and create teams. It don't have to just be your church, your black club. Stretch out, enlarge your camp. Stretch out. You never know who's out there in your reach if you don't tell them what you're doing or what you want to do. Create your own team, the author is saying. It says, her success has come not just from good friends who set forth a positive example, who encouraged her to be herself, and from family who cheered her on. It has also come from a pattern of identifying the people who she knew she could count on and who, when she joined together with them, allowed her to accomplish more than she could do on her own. Yes, you are powerful by yourself, but we are better together. Yes, you are a force to be reckoned with on your own, but trust, put what you got with what I got and with somebody else got, our experiences, our resources, our uh, where we've been, connections. How do you know what connections I get if you don't come talk to me and vice versa? So in this season, y'all, it's time out for trying to just be a one woman show all the time. You will wear yourself out and burn yourself out trying to be a one woman show all the time. Now, will God have you do stuff alone? Yes, he probably will sometimes. But when it's a grand thing you're doing, something big, community-wide, you need a team, your friends, your family, your supporters. Don't think that you have to do things by yourself. Don't think you have to do everything alone. I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to finish chapter five next week. If you haven't gotten this book, it's called Girl Mogul. I got it from the Dollar Tree for $1.25. It was written for young adults in school, but it's such a practical read that it helps me. I don't like books that are just over my head. So if you want to join, grab the book. If you don't want to get the book, just keep coming in and talking about it with me. I love you all. Thank you for hanging out with me. I want to pray and then I'm going to give you the rest of your Sunday back. Father, I thank you for the opportunity of fellowship in a time of coming together because community is strong and community is what you gave us. You created us to long for community. So God, I thank you for every sister who's going to come in contact with this replay, God. Grow us up in you and grow us up towards each other 
in love and admiration, not desperation, but admiration. God, every need that my sisters have today, Lord, you know what it is. I ask you to meet the need, provide for them, cover them, make this week be one of the best weeks she's ever had on her job, in her home, in her body. Let this week be a time of refreshing, renewal, and revival. Until we meet again, on next Sunday and, and girl chat on this Tuesday. God, I will forever give your name praise, honor, and glory for you have done a mighty work and I'm just so grateful that I can call you my father. In mm-hmm. Jesus' name, amen. Love you all. I'll see y'all next week. Bless you, Minister Alina. Love you.